Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over All that Happy Monday! Yes, ma'am. Happy MLK Day. Ooh, I'm excited for this one today because we get so many questions about supplements. supplements. So we're going to talk today about medical grade supplements versus your over-the-counter nature's made. Yep, (laughs) consumer grade. Um, But first and foremost, if you are new to The Food Code, I am Liz Roman. This is Becca Chilson-Kelsey, and we are nutritional therapist uh, and functional nutritional practitioners. And so we do a lot of functional testing, a lot of work with our clients individually. And so we just want to remind you today, as we are talking about these things, none of this is medical advice. This is for educational purposes only because... Yeah, we just have to say that it's our disclaimer. It's our medical disclaimer. So welcome to 2023. Yep. We do have <laughs> one small request for you, though. If you are a u- usual listener, I'm not going to say this for new, new listeners because you guys have to earn our respect. I totally get that. Like, go back and listen to old podcasts. You have to earn the right or earn the, you know, we have to earn that from you. You have to you have to want to do that. But our people that have been here a while, if you have not rated, subscribed, share the show, please do so. The more people we talk to and can hear us through their earbuds or their car, the more people that we can help, the more resources we can use. And in turn, the more we can help you because the more reach we get, the more really cool people will want to talk to us and you can hear from them because there's a lot of really cool people in this world that know a lot about a lot of things that we want to bring on here and have you guys learn. So please, please, please rate, share, subscribe. If you do not know how to do that, Google it. No, I can tell. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff on Google. Also, since you brought this up, I just have to share this because, like, sometimes you just kind of want to be a jerk to like a friend who asks you like a really silly question. So back in the day, when <laughs> Becca and I, I think we were like newly together all the time at my house, like podcasting and yeah. stuff. And I remember, wasn't it my husband that sent you like the, like the Dr. Google, when you asked him something, he sent it back to you. Like whatever he, saw, he sent me google.com. Yeah. Google.com. But and it like shows you. So the, it shows you google.com. If you go and you type in how to leave a <laughs> podcast review, it like makes a video. And isn't that what he sent you? I think so. Yeah. I know you sent that to several people. I've sent it to my, some of my family members and friends before, but it's kind of funny. If you guys have somebody in your life like that, where you're just like, this is a dumb question. Like I ask dumb questions sometimes. I'm going to be totally yes. honest because Art will just be like, what, what, why? And I'm like, I don't know. That was a really dumb question. Or I like didn't think something through. So sometimes your brain is just All so fried time. that you're just like. Oh. All the time these days with two small children. But anyways. What was to- it that you did the other day with your uh, dinner? Oh, last night. Oh, it was last night? Yeah. I didn't read the entire recipe and I was making meatloaf. Oh. And it said cook for 40 minutes. And then I had to scroll down further beyond one of those stupid ads on the recipe mm-hmm. pages because recipe pages are just like stories that no one cares about and ads. So many ads. I get mm-hmm. it. They're trying to make money. But it then said, then remove, add the sauce that I had already added to it and put it in the oven with and cook for an additional 15 to 20 minutes. Mm. And so we ended up eating at 9 p.m. instead of 8.40 p.m., which is fine, like whatever. I had to scrape off the sauce, and I told Nick, Nick was very afraid of me last night because I was not in a good mood. And <laughs> and he goes, Becca, like, haven't you ever cooked meatloaf before? And I was like, that is not the comment I need right now, okay? I am very tired. Taylor didn't sleep well last night. It's been a really long day. I'm stressed out. And then before I go to bed last night, I like finished me emails at like 930. I was I was up very late emailing while we were watching the national championship game, which was a horrible game. Poor 
TCU. But anyways, um, before we go to bed, Nick goes, I'm sorry. And I go, why are you, what are you apologizing for? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm not mad at you right now. I've just had a really hard day. And like, I'm sorry that I'm in an upset you know, manner right now. You're just like, and he's like, and-, and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, stop saying I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> there's nothing you need to apologize for. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. It's so great. My poor husband doesn't know what to do with me sometimes, but well, that's anyway. okay. we don't know what to do with them. Sometimes. Exactly. So it's fine. You know, I, I feel like sometimes I come here and I'm like, all right, you are my husband mm-hmm. and I need to escape from him sometimes. And <laughs> The only time we get an escape is when we go on our walks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Too good. Too it's good, okay. But- they balance us. Yes. So today we are going to be educational. We usually have three formats on our podcast. Fridays are always fire, mindset related, you know, quote unquote motivation and why motivation isn't real. We usually have interviews on Wednesdays when we can get some really cool people to have on the podcast. We don't just bring anyone on here. We want to bring on people, experts that are going to bring value. And Mondays are often either mindset or educational, gut health, hormone health, fitness, nutrition, basically any way that you can optimize your life. So today is going to be educational and today is going to be about supplements and the crazy, crazy world of supplements that is the wild, wild west out there, y'all. And we need to help you understand better what to look for. So you are not just wasting your money. Yes. I think that there's a couple things that we want to talk about quickly here first before we kind of dive into this. And that is, you know, supplements are sometimes necessary. We use a lot of them in terms of therapeutic grade for healing. Um, Sometimes we need to eradicate things from the body and we want to do a ton of it through food, but we need some support temporarily through, you know, supplements. So we do use them, but I want to call out here because we see this all the time, especially with people coming in the supplement graveyard, mass amounts of supplements, very random things that they're taking and don't really understand why. Maybe they saw an ad, friend told them, whatever. At the foundation, we're always talking about you can't lose sight of the foundation. You can go to a holistic doctor, you can get you know testing done, you can work with us or a practitioner and you can get all of these like tests and they're really cool. And then we create these really cool protocols for you. But if at the foundation, your behaviors which are the bedrock of your foundation are not in place. You cannot out supplement bad behavior. You cannot out supplement uh, a poor diet. And so I want to keep that in mind as we go through this, because before you look to, I think there's some general supplements, especially for women's health. Absolutely. That people should be on just because we don't get enough of it. Even when we have great, um, you know, nutrition or a great diverse intake, for example, magnesium, right? That's a really great one that we use commonly um, just because of the way that our crops are grown and, and so forth. But behaviors being, are you sleeping? Are you prioritizing your circadian rhythm balance, right? Keeping a good routine, getting sunlight in the morning, calming and dimming your lights at night, not staying up late, watching TV, all these things. Exercise and movement. Are you moving your body daily or are you just sitting all the time? Sitting is the new smoking. It is Honestly, just don't be lazy. Uh, The third thing here is how are you eating? Are you sitting down, taking time to eat, to smell, to look, to chew your food well? Or you're just eating like you're being chased by a bear, 
and you're just on the go doing all these other things. You're not even registering that you're eating this protein bar. You're registering that you're eating whatever it is and you're hitting the drive-through because you're just too busy and you're just putting a lot of stress on your body because you're not taking the time to get into more of a rest and digest parasympathetic state. We've talked about that a ton on this podcast. No matter where you start in functional uh, training, every single practitioner and doctor and mentor that I've ever listened to always includes something about how you eat because people don't get the point yet. So sit down, chew your food well. We know that it's hard. One of the things I will say, and I've been paying attention to this more personally, is that food gets much sweeter the more that you chew it, especially carbohydrates. So if you commonly crave carbs after your meal, try slowing down. And again, you know, there's a lot of chemical processes that have to happen here to signal your brain that you're, you know, satiated and you're full and you're satisfied. Give yourself some time. And the last thing is behavior in terms of managing stress. Mm -hmm. Again, are you doing things every day to decompress, turning off your phone, sitting in silence, reading, meditating, deep breathing, doing a puzzle, whatever it is that serves you? Are you doing things to counterbalance all of the stressors in your life? Then we look to nutrition next, right? How many of you can honestly say 80% or more of your food is unprocessed or minimally processed? How many of you can honestly say that? I have to work really hard at this. Yep. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of intention. Does it mean that I do spend this week specifically, I've spent a little bit more time creating some dressings and some marinades because I didn't want to buy the store-bought stuff that's filled with junk. And it's just cheaper to do it yourself. Tastes better too. But when we talk about you know nutrition, we're talking about eating in season, eating a lot of colors, antioxidants, polyphenols, all of these things that the body needs. At a cellular level, every cell in your body requires nutrients. But you also need to be able to break down those nutrients, digest them, and actually absorb them. So when we look at highly processed foods, ultra processed foods, let's think here, things that have laundry list of ingredients. This includes protein shakes and protein bars, by the way, because I have seen a lot of ingredients in protein shakes and bars that I'm like, I I don't even know where to start with this because obviously the first five, but then all the rest of this, I mean, there's like 30 ingredients, kind of crazy. So minimally processed means like a couple ingredients. I'd say five ingredients or less right? We don't want to have a laundry list of ingredients. That's ultra processed. Um, and then we're going to look to supplements to help fill the gaps. If for some reason, let's say we're working through something and we can't tolerate certain fruits and vegetables, then maybe we need to have a supplement in place to help us get those nutrients or the digestive system is stressed right now. So we might need to use some supplements temporarily to heal until we can get back to a place that we can consume these things comfortably. So that's what I just want to preface before we get into um, the supplements, because absolutely they definitely are helpful, but they need to be strategic. And you know some protocols or programs that are beautifully written don't always go exactly to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And so this is again why it's important to be working with a practitioner and be in communication constantly with them as to how you're feeling, even when you are on some of these awesome supplements we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And and you guys, I think they don't go to plan because you're using the wrong things. Like you're listening to podcasts, you're mixing and matching things, you're buying the cheapest option because that's how our minds work. We're going to get into that. But it like the quality of supplements matters. It could be the difference in a lot of how you feel versus how you don't get any better. Or so, you're just taking the supplements exactly. and you're not doing the foundational things. Like exactly. even for example- water and moving and sweating and pooping and all these things that we need. Because if you're taking all of these supplements, 
your body has to be able to filter them in some way and excrete things that we didn't need. Or if you're taking, for example, eradication supplements, whether it's like Caprin or you know things for, let's say, like yeast or candida, we know that those specific bacteria hold a lot of other heavy metals and toxins and things that get released when you start to eradicate them. So we're going to talk in other podcasts about drainage too, but you've got to make sure that your drainage pathways are open. And that goes back to what we just talked about in terms of behavior. Are you drinking the water? Or are you just filling yourself with coffee all day? I'm drinking coffee right now. It's so delicious. And are you getting the good nutrients that you need? Because you cannot just use supplements and expect things to change. No. So we're going to talk about the supplement industry today. We're going to share some crazy facts, some crazy research studies. And this is food products too. So the FDA is like not what you think, nor is the USDA. And things have to be really, really obvious for the FDA to do something about it. Like low levels of things that are likely making people sick but can't be proven, that's not going to be addressed. Or even if they know a food is making people sick but can't prove or pinpoint the ingredient, they will not do anything about it. Imagine that. For example, like um, fast food. You guys, we know fast food is not good for you. You know that the things that are in fast food are not real foods. You know that it has something called acrylamide, which is basically a toxic component that is known to be in fast food that does, is caught like in relation to causing cancer, but they won't do anything about it. That we can't get an official lawsuit against McDonald's or Burger King. Like in a way, our food is literally micro poisoning us, but because we cannot fully prove it, it is not a lawsuit. It's not the one thing. It is not the one thing. And this has to do with drugs too. You guys, I mean, like there is, um, it makes me think of, there's a, there's a, uh, a live stream video film done. Ricky Lake was actually one of the producers, um, the business of birth control. Mm-hmm. And it taught, I cannot remember the name of the birth control in it. I want to say it's NuvaRing or something of that nature, but there were hundreds of girls that had blood clots and died while on it. And they basically could not get lawsuits because there were so like there were they were not even taking complaints anymore at the FDA or the drug uh, FDA because they could not have enough people taking those complaints like there were so many complaints that they couldn't even get them to them anymore like yeah. people would call with them and they were like I'm sorry we have no we have no bandwidth to deal with this well it's like the podcast that we listen to um red pill your health podcast on cholesterol and statins right talking about the medication that came out and I'm not going to say the name of the company because I don't want to get banned from all of the platforms, but it's one of the big pharma companies that also played a role in what's happened in the past couple of years and made trillions of dollars. But anyways, um, after the patent ran out on that statin, what did they come out with? All of the side effects and all of these people that have been having these side effects. And so they took it off the market, but they waited until the patent was up because underneath these patents is that you can't go after. Yes. Thank you. Was it Kennedy? Reagan put it in place. It stresses me out. That basically pisses me off so much. It basically protects all of these big pharma companies from being sued. Yep. For you taking the medications, you cannot sue on these. Like you just can't. There's there is a protection Mm -hmm. in laws and in our judicial system that you cannot go after these companies for things that and they aren't side effects. They're effects. It's a side effect is that your legs may hurt and you may have chronic pain while on a statin. No, that's not a side effect. That's what happens when you're on the statin. Like it is so frustrating. And I just get frustrated because it's gaslighting essentially is what it is. And this is true with supplements too. Mm -hmm. 
supplements don't usually make people sick. And in some cases, rarely, yes. But and like some cases, they do make people sick in rare conditions, in rare situations. But more often, in your situation, your supplement's probably doing nothing. It isn't harmful though, so the FDA isn't going to go after it. They're not going to do anything because it's not harming anyone. The probiotic that you're taking that's doing absolutely nothing for you but that you spent $30 on, they're not going to ban that company because it's not hurting you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the active ingredients present, even though they state, and we're going to talk about this too, manufacture date versus expiration date. They don't have the ingredients that it maybe had when it was manufactured because of oxidation, oxidation or whatever it might be. That's not harming anyone. So why would the FDA go after them? Why would they spend money going after that company and create lawsuits for that? Because it's not actually doing anything. And we have too many assumptions in our purchasing. We see a bottle of vitamin D. You know vitamin D is good for you. So you go out, you're like, I'm going to buy a bottle of vitamin D. We assume that that bottle will give you vitamin D. The bottle doesn't say that. It's not claiming that. It's claiming it is vitamin D. It's not saying that it is going to be absorbable or that it has enough of it in that particular pill that is going to make a difference. And you bought it, company sold it, that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. In America, we look at things on a cost basis, which is a very faulty way of looking at things. And it will not get you well either because you are essentially looking, this bottle, it's, it says it's the same thing. This one's $50, this one's $20. I'm going to buy the $20 one. Mm-hmm. And you stay stuck and you stay miserable and you're you're – problems haven't been solved, right? Because you're basically looking at the quality of the ingredients here and choosing, well, this is going to be cheaper, but it's, you know, you're not looking at one, the quality control, you know, is it sustainably sourced, ethically sourced, right? We look at that in terms of, you know, with people that we work with being very cautious too, that it's not cross-contaminated with things that are irritants to them. For example, gluten, dairy, soy, things like that, eggs and so forth. Um, But then you also have to look at what's the dose in that, right? So we can see nature's made is 1200 milligrams for fish oil, right? And it's cheap. It's on the counter. How long it's been sitting there? We have no idea. It's probably rancid. It's not made from wild caught fish, right? Compared to a Nordic naturals that's sustainably sourced, wild caught, much higher dose that's going to get you benefit and value. But instead you just keep buying the Costco big bottles of nature's made right? Or whatever it is. Maybe it's Kirkland brand, you know, those types of things instead of a high quality supplement that you've actually done research on. And we'll talk about some brands that we use, but we use everything in terms of practitioner grade, therapeutic grade. That's all of these companies go through rigorous testing yep. um, and they have to recertify every year to show, you know, all of these things that you're actually going to get value and benefit from taking the supplement versus, taking a bunch of things, I don't notice a difference. Well, there's a reason why you're not noticing Mm -hmm. a difference. Exactly. And you guys, when you're sick, when you're symptomatic, like you need things to work, right? And we need to have the right supplementation that's going to get you there on top of the foundations, obviously. So we want to talk about how medical grade supplements are different than a consumer grade, what to look for, things that you can actually put in place when you're going out and looking for these things. So they're different because the standard and process of evaluating medical grade supplements is very rigorous compared to what you're going to find on like your shelf at Walgreens or Walmart. There are tricks in the manufacturing business that you are going to, you know, hear on this podcast today, things that allow them to make you feel like you're getting a good product, but in reality, it's a product that won't work for you or bring you any benefit. And a lot of people are like, yeah, but those those are products are expensive. You know what's expensive is spending $10 on a bottle that's doing absolutely nothing for you. Well, and then you spend $10 again and $10 again yeah. and $10 again, like hoping that it's going to work. You always, when it comes to your health, want to consider what is going to be most beneficial for you and the quality. 
I don't want to be putting junk into my body. Like Mm -hmm. for example, we've talked about this before mold free and organic coffee. I'm willing to spend an extra, it's like four or five bucks. It's not even that much on a bag of organic mold free coffee that makes me feel good instead of knowing that every time. And listen, I still go to Starbucks sometimes. Like there are definitely experiences. Like I love going there with Marcus and we're human. We're human. Uh, but day to day I've, swapped out my coffee and I feel a lot better with it. Um, and it tastes better too. And so four or five bucks there, I know that I can be confident. I'm not putting junk into my body, more mitotoxins and mold and things that I'm just going to put more stress on my body from a detox perspective. So you're just throwing money away when you're doing these things. So don't take the cheap route. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about medical grade supplements. Um, as we've already kind of mentioned, these are supplements and different brands that are under a lot heavier scrutiny in manufacturing and production, right? So they're what we call third-party tested. So they will say, or they won't say medical grade, and you'll have to find it in the same place, like Amazon or website. And then what we're looking at here is that there's third-party testing companies that are well-known that certify these particular companies that they have met the standard guidelines needed to be these therapeutic therapeutic grade, um, you know, supplements. So they have to undergo, um, you know, the certifications from the agency essentially. Yeah. So you want to essentially look on their website. Like if you're at, you know, if sometimes they are in the same spot on Amazon at a drugstore, stuff like that, you might want to look up the company while you're standing there and look for the NPA, the NSF, the TGA, like, are they being, you know, man, is the manufacturing plant certified by one of these agencies because they are certified by that doesn't necessarily mean that they are quality, but at least it's an indicator that they're safe and they are above normal. Like the USDA stamp doesn't mean a whole lot, guys. Like their guidelines are not very high. And there's also something known as independent labs. Independent labs are not necessarily always very reliable because they are independent. They're not globally known. Independent companies usually rely on smaller things to keep them afloat. And so if there's a company that gets their stuff tested by an independent company, and that company is the only company that that independent company gets business from, of course, they're going to let things slide. They're keeping them in business. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's okay if we let this slide under the table. No one's going to get hurt by it if it has a thousand milligrams instead of 3000 milligrams, like it's supposed to, like they are going to let things slide. And so you want one of these globally recognized organizations because they don't have money in the, in the ring. Like they aren't the ones that need to stay afloat. They are going to be able to be critical of these supplements that are getting tested. And not all companies do this because why it's more expensive. Mm -hmm. It's more expensive to to do this certifications. Yeah. Like they have to do them. They have to do go through multiple processes to get all of these things tested multiple times. And so then their supplements have to be more expensive. Mm -hmm. Now we see the why and what do they test for? Right. Bacteria, heavy metals, microbes, mold, where there was just a research study that came out that showed the FDA just reported baby food for the past 20 years has had too high of levels of heavy metals in them. Like how does that happen for 20 years? It goes untouched, poor manufacturing, no regulation or oversight went on for years. Happens all the time too. Yeah. And All the time. Finding a lot of, um, one of the podcasts I was listening to last week was finding a lot of correlation between like ADHD and behavioral disorders with formula fed. And listen, fed is best, absolutely, but specific brands of formula yep. as well. And that kind of goes into this conversation around, and I know you and I both use the goat milk formulas mm-hmm. when we supplementing for the babies and stuff. Um, but when we left the hospital, 
they just gave me like boatloads of all of well, these you get it sent to your house, right? Inflamil or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sent to your house by all the different manufacturers, sample this and whatnot. But then you look at the ingredients and it's junk and it's garbage. Like corn syrup mm-hmm. is one of the first ingredients on baby's mm-hmm. formula. Yeah. So I spent more money on the mm-hmm. goat milk. I shipped it here from another uh, country for a period of time. And now we finally have it here. Thank God the Cabrita brand is great, but know where you're sourcing any of the things that you're buying, you know, Absolutely. over the counter, know where it's coming from. Look it up. If you're unsure, there's Dr. Google out there, right? Mm-hmm. Ask Dr. Google or ask Google for the certifications and it should show you on their website. And it should say too, if you're somebody who has food sensitivities and allergies, what this could be cross-contaminated with, because that's especially really important for babies too. Absolutely. And like what they actually have also seen connection with is autism because mm-hmm. autism is a lot, has a lot to do with toxicity mm-hmm. and the body's response to those toxins. And that is why autism doesn't have like medications that resolve it or drugs that help because it's a multifaceted disease. And it's why it's in, I think it was in the past 20 or 30 years, it's gone from like one in, like 200 kids has autism. Now one in 44 kids has autism wow. to some extent. It's insane. What has changed in that time? The toxicity of our world. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's, and yeah, there's some belief around vaccinations and autism, but like there's plenty of kids that aren't vaccinated that have autism too. And so we have to look elsewhere in terms of like, what is in our world that's causing this problem? What are moms exposed to when they're pregnant? Like, this is why we talk about what we talk about because it matters because it is creating the disease level that is our country right now. So what things can you kind of look out for? Right? So in consumer grade products, proprietary blend, everyone, I feel like everyone knows that term, at least maybe we do because we work with supplements Mm -hmm. so much, but that whole proprietary blend, it may say like jam packed full of antioxidants or vitamins Mm -hmm. or like includes multiple different things like magnesium's in there, vitamin D's in there, selenium's in there, but it doesn't list the amounts. It just says 400 milligrams of our proprietary blend. Mm -hmm. But then when you actually break it down, it maybe has like a milligram of vitamin or an IU, 10 IUs of vitamin D, which is like basically nothing. nothing. But it says jam packed full of, like they use all these buzzwords. But when you look at those blends and there's an individual servings that are basically making no difference for you, you have to understand where they're catching you. They can put it on a label because it's there, but there's almost nothing in there that's beneficial. Sometimes really good companies will say proprietary blends, but it's very, it's because they're protecting their like what's in their product as like their secret sauce basically. Um, But most companies, it's a bunch of BS. Yeah. And this is why I don't like multivitamins. Like you have these multivitamins that you're supposedly able to take one or maybe two capsules of a day and you're getting all these nutrients, but at a minuscule level. Like why are people still so unhealthy on multivitamins? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I take my women's woman, whatever, women's one a day or whatever, the Kirkland brand. Um, And listen, guys, this is not to say that, you know, make you feel guilty or bad or shame you for taking these things. You don't know what you don't know. And that's why we want to bring this to light because- Essentially, we just see people wasting money uh, and throwing money down the drain, and you're not getting the benefit. If you're going to take something, let's get the benefit from it. We've talked about this before in terms of like, for example, while we're on the topic, right, multivitamins, I personally love beef liver supplements. They're the most bioavailable um, in terms of your uh, vitamin Bs and you know all kinds of good nutrients that are in there, selenium, zinc, you know, all these things that get into um, 
that come from liver. It's one of the most nutrient dense uh, organs and supplements you can take out there. And it's bioavailable because it's all natural. So there's not a lot of synthetic ingredients. That's the other thing is, you know, even when we think about protein powders and all of these powders on the market, these grains powders and however many other powders they have now, what's the filler in there? right? Because a lot of them I think aren't actually what they say they are. I think because especially with inflation and how things have changed recently, they're adding more fillers than they are actual good quality nutrients. So that's always just a consideration um, you know, as well. And so we want to give you guys some tips and tools today to be able to make smart choices if you are going to supplement. Um, I personally, from a beef liver uh, supplement, you want to make sure that it's grass-fed and it's sustainably sourced. I like um, Ancient Nutrition. Those are uh, a really good one. And then I'm totally blanking on the other brand. Perfect Supplements has a really great liver support. And then um, I can link it out in the show notes. I'm totally blanking on it right now, but we want to make sure that whatever you are getting is good quality. And yeah, yeah. it's going to be more expensive than your Costco multivitamin, but in yep. my opinion, it's going to give you more benefits. And even if you're somebody who doesn't eat a lot of meat and you're missing out a lot of those nutrients, you can take a, a liver yeah. capsule. Is it more expensive though? Like you're wasting money. You're ultimately wasting money. True. And I like, I don't mean to be so harsh, but I do because I don't want people to waste money. So also something else that a lot of consumer grade companies will do is they'll include false facts. So again, another study, some interesting fun stuff. And this was new to me too when I was like listening around this. Lemon juice. There was a study done on things labeled 100% lemon juice. Guess how much of that was not 100% lemon juice? 80% of it. 80% of the brands that they studied were not 100% lemon juice. And actually 60% of them were only 40% lemon juice. And it's still happening. Like the FDA did nothing about this because guess what? Like we talked about, it's not harming anyone. The fact that you're buying this thing that you think is 100% lemon juice, but it has other fillers in it. It has other, but the FDA is like, it's not hurting anyone. False facts are basically okay if they aren't harming you. But it is because then that's not doing the thing that you expect it to do. For crazy, efficient, amazing outcomes to happen, you need things in alignment. You need what is supposed to be getting input into your body actually getting input into your body. And so you can't rely on these cheap supplements that are not doing what they say they're going to do. And like Liz was just saying, fillers is bad. Fillers is a bad one. Yep. The number of ingredients. Again, so we're going to talk about powders, preservatives, things that shouldn't be in products. Like why is it there? If you're taking, for example, magnesium, ask yourself, why are there three other ingredients besides magnesium on this? Obviously, there's going to be some things to keep it shelf stable or obviously like capsules, the gelatin capsules yep. and things like that. But over time, even we're talking about like the McDonald's thing, right? It doesn't have to be put on the label because it's less than 1%. Whatever their guidelines are that they don't yep. have to disclaim that these things are here. But over time, there's that accumulation effect, right? And so these carcinogenic effects and the toxin burden and the overload of these things on the body is what leads us to struggling and sometimes a disease state or what we call dis-ease. <laughs> the body is not functioning as it should. So, you know, things like potassium nitrate, that's a preservative. These things bulk up capsules. They bulk up the powders, right? So it makes you seem like you're getting more. Think about this. Bag of chips, Right. What's the most frustrating thing when you buy a big ass bag of chips? You open it up and you've got like, I don't know, half, maybe two thirds of the bag full. Why do I need all this extra packaging? 
that's what we're talking about here in terms of the things that are filling in uh, in terms of preservatives and they're maybe bulking even up your protein powders or your green powders to make it last a little bit longer and you think you're getting all the nutrients, but you're really not getting all the nutrients. And so the other thing with all of these fillers and preservatives and additives is that these can cause allergies uh, in people, but they have no idea. And again, this goes to the immune response and how over time your innate immune response is just so overburdened with all of these synthetic artificial ingredients that the body doesn't recognize. And it's just constantly on alert and we can't handle all of these things just compiling. This is where we start to get all those symptoms. One of them being allergies. Yep. And it's, if they don't have to list it because it's, and we'll talk about that in in terms of hitting ingredients, but like if it's less than 1% of the active ingredient, it doesn't need to be listed. But what if you're allergic to that ingredient? Mm -hmm. That makes a difference. Now we're running into trouble. I had a client message today earlier. Uh, the protein powder looks really good. So I told her, I was like, I think this is fine. You know, it looks great in terms of the ingredients. But she's like, this is vanilla flavored. I don't see vanilla on here at all. It's like natural flavors. Yep. Natural flavors can bucket. They can bucket all kinds of things. Oh, there. yeah. All kinds of things that they don't have to list. So allowed error in terms of like room for error is another thing that the FDA allows. We've talked about this in previous podcasts in terms of calorie count. On food labels, the FDA allows a 20% margin of error on all food labeling mm-hmm. as well as supplements. So like it's the same. If, you, if it claims it's 10,000 IUs of vitamin D, it could be 12,000 IUs. It could be 8,000 IUs. That makes a difference. That makes a big difference. Is this the same for prescription medication? That's that a great question. That I would want to research. I'm not sure. Because this is where I kind of think about, for example, PPIs that are really hard to get off Thyroid of. meds. Thyroid meds, antidepressants. So we'll we'll bring back uh, in another podcast episode the answer to that question because this is scary stuff. That might be hard to find, but Especially, we're Especially, let's think about this, children. Oh we, gosh, don't even, that makes me terrified. You know, so we have children's protocols. We have some clients with children. We give them some of the recommendations for the protocols, um, you know, for our boys between ages one and five, we do about a quarter of the adult dose for certain things. Now I've got a 20% error here. He's getting more than I think that he's getting. That can make people sick. That can Mm -hmm. be a huge difference for someone. And that degree of variance is allowed by the FDA. You need a degree of accuracy for healing. You cannot allow for that with clients. Like if you want guarantee or as close to guarantee as you can get, there needs to be more certainty with what you're doing. And like I said, the FDA allows that room for error. And I'm sure they have their reasoning, but like I can't I can't put my weight on that. Mm-hmm. I can't trust that. Hoping. So, so this is where it comes to play that you need to make sure that you're sourcing your products appropriately. You're working either with a practitioner or a functional doctor, or you know the brands out there. And we'll give you guys some brands at the end of this, but through our full script account, and we can link that out, they're all practitioner grade supplements. Yep. I don't want to buy, sometimes we'll buy some things, you know, off Amazon because it'll get here faster. But for me personally, I feel most comfortable knowing that I'm getting it directly through our third party vendor that does all the checks and balances. Yeah. I don't think Amazon probably does all the no, checks and balances. Amazon's black market of supplements. Yeah. There's a lot of shit on Amazon. Sorry, I try not to swear on this. There's a lot of stuff on Amazon that is not what it, say it, it says it mm-hmm. is. That a lot of those pills that are basically placebos because they're filled with things that mm-hmm. you know someone can make money well, on. Well, hopefully we're not getting any fentanyl. Right? God, it's so freaking terrifying. scary, man. So the next one is hidden ingredients, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but if it is less than 1% of the active ingredient, it doesn't even need to be listed on the ingredient list. For example, like I said, Happy Meals don't have to list acrylamide, which is known to cause cancer, 
because it's less than 1% of the active ingredient in Happy Meals. But people can still get sick on that over time with exposure after exposure. Another thing to know, it's kind of interesting, but what they record on the labels is raw ingredients. They do, and do not indicate what happens to that ingredient once it's been cooked. For example, when carbohydrates are fried at a very high temperature, it creates acrylamide. That does not need to be listed. So for example, the French fries that you had, those now have acrylamide because the potatoes have been fried at high temperatures. Same thing with toast, actually. If you burn toast, it can create that substance. I remember as a kid, my yes, mom would always say scrape, scrape off. off the toast. Yep, scrape oh, it off. Man. Now you know what I really want. My favorite is a child. I think we've talked about this maybe off air or different episodes. Toast cinnamon sugar and but, like butter, butter and cinnamon, and cinnamon sugar, oh. but you have to make it yourself. You yes. have to get the sugar. You have to get the cinnamon. You get the right, just the right amount. And oh, you know what I used to eat was cereal with sugar on it Blech. as if cereal didn't have enough sugar <laughs> in it. <laughs> Anyways. So same with sticky substances for fillers. Like they don't need to list these things and those things add up, especially if you eat a mostly processed diet. And if, if you take a lot of these supplements they use those hidden ingredients to fill things. So we need to be aware of this. We need to understand that like, listen, my kid gets a Happy Meal on occasion. We try to minimize it as much as possible. I try to go to Chick-fil-A instead. I trust them more. But you are exposed to this if that child, if that person is eating more and more of that and more and more of fried food. So we need to talk too about now manufacture date versus expiration date. And this applies to a, some supplements that are more than others. Fish oil, any type of oils too that you buy in the grocery store, like um, olive oil, avocado oil, canola oil, stuff like that, and probiotics, huge one with probiotics. What they are claiming on their supplement is what was there in that product when it was manufactured, manufactured. Yep. not when it gets to your doorstep or you are consuming it. Yeah. There's a great podcast. We'll have to dig it out and put it in the show notes. And it was the owner of Megaspore, uh, Megaspore. Microbiome Labs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's hands down one of our favorite probiotics. You guys, what we need to understand with probiotics is that depending upon the state of the gut, first of all, not all probiotics are the same um, in quality, in strands. If you've got things going on, like I actually talked with a girl uh, this past week at our gym, she had asked me about um, this probiotic. She said it's created for menopause. I said that's bullshit marketing, just <laughs> FYI. For all of you ladies out there, like, probiotics for menopause. I mean, unless there's something that I don't know or haven't learned yet, I believe that this is probably more of a marketing tactic to say that this is just for menopause. Maybe it's like a blend that they put some other things in there. Um, you know, I have no idea, but I'm just saying a probiotic in and of itself, right? Now this megaspore, megaspore for menopause is the same thing. It just says menopause. Anyways, now I can charge 10% extra. Anyway, so she's saying that she doesn't feel good with it. She's like, I actually haven't been pooping as much. And I said, yeah, because probiotics, depending upon what's going on with your digestive system, aren't always helpful. And then again, the quality of it. So we like soil-based or um, spore-based that's really important, especially if we see somebody with a really low microbiome, meaning that they're wiped out essentially with all of the good bacteria. We want to get a soil-based or spore-forming probiotic in there, a really good brand that can actually set up camp and start to form more spores and build up the good bacteria versus just being transient. 
And then in addition, you know, depending upon what you can tolerate, food sensitivities, all these things, um, when we look at gut health, can you do some of this through food? More of your food's going to be more transient. It's not going to stay and stick. So you're going to pair the foods pre and probiotic to feed those spore forming, um, you know, things that we're, we're taking via supplements. And it doesn't need to be a high dose um, either. And so again, at a manufacturer date, they're telling you it contains 50 billion units here, but by the time it gets to the whole food shelf or refrigerator that you're buying it from, mm-hmm. it might only have half of that. Like there's no quality control there. There's lawsuits that they've done on companies too with this that yeah. claim that there are certain billion mm-hmm. um, colony forming unions, CFUs, that have like half of it. Mm-hmm. When people actually consume it. And then it. you just spent like $70 and on yes, a And you spent a ton of money on, well, some things are meant to be in cooler temperatures, especially with probiotics, mm-hmm. just because of how they can oxidize and they can become rancid, especially with oils to fish oils. Um, but yeah, the the probiotics in particular are a huge one, which is yeah. why we we use specific companies that I know are trusted, are third-party tested, go through rigorous testing. So like when you're looking at medical-grade supplements, some things that you're going to get, you're going to get accurate dosing. You're going to get what they say is on there in those amounts when you are consuming it. You are also going to get precise sourcing. So for example, herbs are used a lot of times in certain supplements. What part of that herb are they using though? They could be using the root of that herb. They could use, be using the leaf of that herb. Is that herb from Siberia or the country that it's supposed to be from, or is it from your backyard? Like that makes a difference in how strong it is, how it was extracted. Another really more common example, I think, is protein powder, collagen powder. I think that collagen powder might be the most, the, the biggest scam of today in terms of supplements. I still like it in my coffee. I know you do. And I'm not saying, again, it's I not harming you. I don't use it for my protein. It's not harming you. Yeah. And I think that well, obviously we like first form. They have great testing. They have great mm-hmm. products. Stevia. I use the natural one. Yep. I don't use it for these health benefits that tout, you know, nails, hair, hair. skin, nails, cellulite, blah, blah, blah. Um, I do think that there's probably more benefit to like the liquid collagens and things like Peptides. that. Peptides. Um, for me, I just would prefer to eat my food yes. and take my um, liver support yeah. and mm. eat enough protein. Yeah. Most, pro- most collagen is extract that's extracted from protein is denatured. So your body can't use it. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're, it's not helpful. Like if oh, you're yeah. trying to use it for your hair and skin and nails, it's probably not working. Protein is another example. Most of the protein that's made in the United States, by the time it's consumed, 60% of it is not absorbable. So they add things to it like amino acids. They just chalk it full of amino acids so that they can put on the label that it has X, Y, and Z doesn't mean it has that much protein in it. And so This is, again, why we are so adamant about the quality of supplements, because otherwise you're literally wasting money, getting no benefit from something that you think you're getting benefit from. So some of our favorite companies, and that is why we are linking our full script, because you cannot find these on a lot of you know, normal websites. Yeah. And I will say there are some things in full script that you cannot get without a practitioner recommendation. So um, get what you can from there. Unfortunately, without... I mean, we cannot give medical advice. We cannot give you recommendations for supplements, or I would personally not put any recommendation mm-hmm. in without it being a client because we have disclaimers. We know your totally. full health history. We have a full story and picture, and we know exactly why we're using what we're using, including the type of probiotic. Um, and so get what you can through Fullscript. We also have a Wellevate account. You could go there um, and search for some things. Um, Wellevate, I think, has a nice search engine in terms of uh, for example, blood sugar, cholesterol, digestion, yep. gut, those types of things. So does Nutrition Dynamic. Yep. Um, so we like 
Pure Encapsulations is a pretty decent one. Mm-hmm. Metagenics is a great company. Um, we use a lot of times, I'm already blanking on it. Thorn use bio- is I a use, pretty decent yeah, I one. I use uh, a lot of biotics. I use um, Microbiome Labs, yep. Enviromedica. Um, they've got some really good uh, probiotics and things like that that I will use uh, as well. Um, gosh, there's so many that I know, we love. I know. I'm thinking of like the ones that are main. Da Vinci Labs is also another one of my favorites. Uh, Standard Process, really like some of their stuff. Amy Myers is also in yes. um, Full Script, so we like a lot of her stuff as well. Um, from a protein standpoint, so first form, I like their stuff. I will say um, I'm actually switching over. I was telling Becca earlier to something called Equip. Uh, it's prime protein. It's a grass-fed uh, beef protein. So it's paleo, keto-friendly, gluten-free, all those types of things, not a lot of fillers. Um, and so there's some protein powders that you can also find on um, our full script account or Wellevate account. But what we would say is turn Turn it around. Look at the label. Look at the ingredients here. Do we have a bunch of fillers? Do we have a bunch of things that we don't understand? If you can read something and you're like, I don't know what that is, search it. Yeah. Look it up. What are the side effects here, right? Especially when we look, um, you know, for some clients, I was writing a SIBO protocol earlier. There's certain things that I want to have her uh, remove in terms of sweeteners because they can be really irritating, mm-hmm. you know, to the gut and be disruptive when we're trying to calm things down, specifically maldextrin, um, you know, even in some food products and things like that. And so, again, it's very nuanced when it comes to health and healing, but this is why working with somebody individually, understanding what exactly you're working on via your labs, testing whatever test that is for you, whatever you might need, and then putting a protocol together with the foundational pieces, with your nutrition, right? If you're somebody who says, like, I'm struggling, for example, constipation cure. I just released this guide. Um, If you guys don't follow that account on Instagram, the poop queen, uh, I did 12 days of constipation. And a lot of what I talked about was yes, some food things that you can use, but also your habits and some foundational things before I ever went to. And I only recommended a couple of different um, supplements, one being magnesium calm. We do really like natural vitality. They're good um, for magnesium citrate, but in general, we'd recommend more of like magnesium glycinate, most absorbable for women's health. Again, pure encapsulations is a brand that we love there. Uh, or try a mag. I like them too. Um, but anyways, I'm going just down a rabbit hole here of the foundational pieces of why maybe someone might not be pooping every day. It all comes down to, are you drinking enough water? Are you eating a wide variety of foods, good soluble fiber, insoluble fiber, right? Are you giving yourself time in the morning to actually get the signal, sit down and relax? Are you spacing out your meals and fasting for at least 12 hours? Are you just constantly grazing, shoving food in your mouth? That's going to disrupt this motor migrating complex to send the signals to go to the bathroom. So we have to look at the foundational pieces. We have to look at your nutrition and then we look at what we might need supplements for either to fill the gaps, improve a deficiency that we have, or go through a healing phase, eradication and a rebuilding phase. And so just remember that you shouldn't have 89 supplements sitting in your cabinet. Uh, You shouldn't have a boatload of things that you just bought because you saw somebody posted it on Instagram or your friend told you about it or whatever. You should understand why you're taking what you're taking. You should be able to tell the difference from it. And if you can't, then maybe you check the quality and you try something different or a different blend. For example, we've talked a lot about cofactors with some of these things too. 
So we like single ingredients because we can change the dose of them. For example, magnesium glycinate, I can dose someone up if I need to. But at the same time, something like a vitamin D K2 can be really helpful for someone who doesn't just hold on to vitamin D well. Or if we're looking at you know cofactors, for example, for zinc and holding on uh, to zinc, we want to look at B6, right? So there's a lot of nuanced things here that we look at individually. But for the start of today and what you guys need to do, Stop shopping at Walgreens. Stop shopping at Costco for these mass-produced supplements. Invest in good quality supplements. Uh Uh-huh. Hopefully we gave you some good tips to start doing that.